Hi, everybody. It's episode 490 of PodQuest. Hey. hey. It's Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. I'm here. Are you, though? Eh, kind of. Maybe. 50-50. Like, I've got all my recording done for the day after we're done this, so, like, that's a thing, but, like, also... So you can, you can just go to bed afterwards. Get a good night I, of sleep I, for a change. You know, that's that's honestly a possibility. I've been falling asleep all day. I haven't been going to bed very... I haven't been sleeping very well, lately, so it's a possibility. Do it. It's good for you. It's not gonna happen. 10 o'clock bedtimes, man. No, I hate that. I hate, I can't get to sleep at 10 o'clock. You can if you try. I don't want to try. I just want to go to bed at 1... 12.30, 1 o'clock, and fall asleep. Nah, that's not how you do it. There's there's, there's no worse feeling than having to close your eyes and sit there with your eyes closed and not being able to sleep. I've tried it before. There it's are not pl- fun. There are plenty of worse feelings. You you experience one of them, like, just today. I mean, do I, though? Like, did I? I, just, I that's not that bad of a feeling. Like, pain is pain. Is, pain, is pain. Not see, being I... able to sleep and closing your eyes and not being able to sleep, that sucks. No, see, I but love just laying pain. in bed with my eyes closed. Why? Why not? It's relaxing. No, no, it's more stress-inducing because I'm not asleep. I could be doing things. That's not how I function. I, I, if I'm not doing things, then I'm wasting time. Uh, th- then, then when I'm also just vegging out, watching TV, and and watching the same things a million times because I'm just out of it and dissociating, I'm also feeling shitty for myself because I'm not doing things. Man, being in your head is scary. Try try being there for more than five minutes. I don't think I, I will. No. It's, I, I, why do you think I got fidget toys? That's... Because at least, at least I'm doing something even when I'm not doing anything. I'm but fidgeting. are you? I mean, not really, like, but... Fidgeting's, like, fidgeting is not really even a step above laying in bed with your eyes closed and relaxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, like, I'll be using my fidget toys while I'm recording this or brose or working as well, because it's just like... Have you considered just paying attention to the thing you're doing? No. Who does that? Who pays attention to it? Everybody but you. Nah. Nah. People don't pay attention. You don't pay attention. Your face doesn't pay attention. I finally had that thing happen that always happens to you where, like, it logs me out of my um, Gmail account for no good reason after I've already had them open for, like, five minutes. I'm not going to oh, say... I'm so not going to say... I'm not going to say that it didn't happen to me yet, but it didn't happen to me yet, so we'll see what happens. Actually, so I haven't been on the computer since last week because I was off, and then this week I've been out the last two days, like, out oh. at clients. So, like... Cobb, I get Christmas break. God I, damn it, Cobb, why'd you have to say something? I take Christmas break. I don't get Christmas break. Like, why'd I take... Say something? I take the week between Christmas and New Year off. Did I should have you- taken yesterday off. Because I had off today, and I had off Monday. There's no reason to... Actually, that is very true. Yeah. You would have better off just taking the day off. Yeah. The, your thing just got logged out, though? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> all your fault. Hey, man. You you did it. I you did should, nothing. You should have preemptively logged into your Google account before we started recording. I, it's it's only the OneQuest account that logs me out. Only the OneQuest account. Well, you only open it once a week, right? I mean, yeah, but... That's probably why. I, I can go into and open up the Brose one, and it's not going to have logged me out at all. I can go and check my Brose uh, email and everything. Is that Gmail also? Yeah. Is it at it's, gmail.com? It's at, it's at Gmail. It's not at... So that's why like we have an actual domain linked with ours, so it, it forces you to do a little more security. But we also have a little more flexibility with what we can do. Because why not, right? 
I don't think I don't think that. No, it is like I can go in there and do all sorts of stuff. I can make you aliases. Like like um shit. What's her name? Electra. Um. Jennifer Gardner. Oh yeah. There you go. That's it. Jennifer Gardner. I could I could make you an alias called Electra. Could be I, I, anyone yeah, that well, that emails Electra at one quest dot com and it could go to you. We just we just all gotta be different aliases from alias. I've never seen the show like in any real way. Neither have I. I know it's a J.J. Abrams joint. Yes. Before he was J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. He was just yes. Jonathan Jonathan Abrams. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I just picked a name that had J in it. And you picked the same name twice? Yeah, why not? He, it's the same initial. True. Speaking of J- J.J. Jeffrey Jacob Abrams. I, I was, I was uh, speaking of uh, J.J., I, uh, I defeated J.K. Simmons in Baldur's Gate. Did he voice somebody? He voices a main, uh, one of the main villains. Nice, nice. That you don't see until almost two thirds of the way into the game. You don't meet the main villains of the game until you're almost until you're you technically could finish the game right there at that point. Um, I feel like that's not like the most uncommon thing, right? Like, but it, that that's that would be only two thirds of the content. There's still one th- one act left after you f- meet him and fight him and everything. There's still a whole act left that you could just skip by doing one thing, but it ends up being a TPK if you do that thing. A TPK? Total Party Kill. Oh. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Like, I've never heard that as an acronym before. Well, it's 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 a lot of, it's tabletop things, but... Uh, oh, because nerd stuff, I get it. Yeah. Uh, there's um, there's a there's a, uh, a main quest line where you have to go infiltrate a tower in Baldur's and one of the side characters. Spoiler alert for anyone who's playing Baldur's Gate. I mean, it's been six. It's been out for six months. Um, but one of the characters ends up uh, basically being a nuke. He absorbed the power of a god into him, and it's one of your playable characters. And you then, uh, at one point, the god she's like, "Yeah, you know what? We need to stop this. So you should use this power that you've been holding back. Uh, but it's going to kill you and everyone around." You. And so you can, the instant you meet the, all three, all three villains are in the same spot at the same time, right before you fight the final fight with J.K. Simmons. And you could just have him go, all right, I'm going to blow up and blow up and basically end the game right there. I mean, why not, right? You should, you should get a new, like, like copy your save and do it and see what, what the ending is. I, I need to see if I still have an auto save for right before there. Cause I do, I, I've been thinking of doing that. I kind of want to go and just do that real quick. Um, but I don't think I have an autosave from there. I think it's been too long. Or not too long, but I think I've saved over enough at this point that I might not have that anymore. Well, you need to, I don't know, start a new save? No. Is that what we do? No. That ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't fucking happening. Live dangerously, man. I am I am not playing this game by myself again for at least six months. After I beat it, I like how like that's your your threshold. I'm not doing it again for six months, at least six months though. Like if not more, like it's okay I, though because you'll have thirty other RPGs to play in that time. <laughs> this this game is so long and can be so frustrating. I have a TikTok coming out where I'm going to explain the frustration of uh apparently you can't do you can't do uh control or what was it hold person. On, a, on on somebody when you can like kind of see them through the crevice of a hole but you can shoot a fireball through a wall three times i mean that that tracks no it doesn't 
and the, the fight that, that that the control person like the control person me not making that because I I get or no because I went to go use the control person I had to step away they had an opportunity attack that's fine or hold person that's fine but the three fireballs three turns in a row from an enemy who's on the ground floor and I'm on the third floor and the ground floor outside on top of that and is shooting a fireball directly through the wall into an enemy into my characters on the second floor and my characters on the third floor are getting affected by it fuck you <laughs> that's not how this works <coughs> it could be though no it's not that's not how fireball works fireball is a you shoot a beam or you shoot a a, a, a miniature fireball to a point, and once it reaches that point, it expands and explodes. But it, as I mean, it does wrap around walls to an extent. But in order for it doesn't go through walls, and it went through a wall to hit my character, and it went through the floor to hit the characters on top of them. So mad, so mad, so mad. Because I would have won that fight. <laughs> oh, it's funny though. And like I it's lost, not, but it is. I lost like two hours because. And I didn't really lose two hours, because to get from where I my last autosave was to that point it might not take that long now that I'm not going to be exploring as much, but maybe it will. But, like, I didn't know I was getting into a fight at the time that I did. It was a complete accident. Had I known I was going to get into a big fight, I would have saved beforehand. The autosaves don't happen frequently enough in this fucking game, and it pisses me off. It really does. It's funny, like, I... Like, I didn't have any trouble with that stuff. Granted, you've played far more than I have, but... Auto-saves happen beyond a threat. That happen when you pass a threshold. Like, when you pass a point on the map. So you can, like... And I guess, like, it's a horizontal or vertical point on the map. But, like, if you pass that point again, it doesn't re-auto-save. So if you're on a wide map and you're looking around north and you then go to the south, and at those times that you're moving up north... And then going south, heading upwards, you would have auto-saved. And then heading to the, like, the east, you would have auto-saved. And then, like, going back down, crossing that plane that you already crossed, there's no auto-save there that time. Even if you've fast-traveled or, like, loaded into different screens or, or whatever. Like, the game should auto-save every time you load. It really should. Every time it loads, it should auto-save. And it doesn't. You know, like, that. that's valid. That's a valid complaint. Like, even, even the, the fucking Mario RPG does that. Yeah. But what's on the agenda? On the agenda, uh, Chris, you watched a bunch of movies. Uh, Drew, you read a book. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really do anything new this week, so we're going to talk about kind of old stuff. Uh, my Long Dark series ended, and so we're going to do a little bit of a wrap-up on that and talk about me playing Subnautica, because I've been playing that for the first time on my new series. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I watched some movies on New Year, as we do. We didn't watch as many because we unfortunately had people over. Well, having people over on New Year's and I didn't even get an invite? It was her her dad. Still. Rude. Yeah. Well, you know. We're... I see how it is. You don't like it, me. I see how it, it is. It ruined our New Year's. It didn't really, but like, you know, I like just I, I like just being home, watching TV, and eating a bunch of fancy snacks. Yeah, I get that. I get that. My New Year's, I ended up not feeling good. I, I streamed for 13 hours on New Year's, because um, I started at 11 o'clock. I did see that. I saw, like, like your um, update at one point where you're like, I'm still live if anyone wants to come like play Mario Kart. Yeah, so I started at 11 o'clock, 
and probably around 4.30, I started to not feel good. And that was around when I was supposed to stop and get ready for my party that I was supposed to go to. And, like, I just continued to not, to feel, like, kind of worse and worse, and then a little bit better and a little bit better. And it was just like, you know what? I, I think I'm fine. I think this is nothing. But if it is contagious, I don't want to bring it to a party with a bunch of people. So I'm just going to stay home. And it was nothing. It was because I didn't eat properly that day or something, I'm sure. Because I'm old. And so if I don't eat right, I get fucked up. Um, so yeah, I ended up just streaming from 11 o'clock. And, and then like it was like 8. And I'm like, I'm just going to go all night. I'm just going to go until New Year's. And yeah, around like, why 11, not? Yeah, and it was like, at 11 o'clock, I'm going to switch to something fun, because also, not that Baldur's Gate isn't fun, but I, at 11 o'clock, I'm going to, I'm, that'll be, a, have been 12 hours of Baldur's Gate. I need, I need something else. So, I'll switch to Mario Kart, people can join, I had some friends join me, and I set up a countdown timer on stream for when, once midnight hit. Which, you know, like, that's, that's a fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah. If I had, if I had uh, planned it better, I might have had like a little bit more like fanfare on my stream. But like again, it was I was supposed to go to a party that started at eight o'clock, and I decided at seven that I wasn't going to the party, so I didn't have time to set anything up. Fair, fair. Um, but your movies, yeah. So we we ended up watching three movies. We watched um, two kind of in the early afternoon before people came over, and then one after they left just before midnight. None of them were especially like exciting. I, sh- I guess is the best way to put it. They were mostly just like, we were looking for like, just kind of light stuff. Um, normally on New Year's, we would have watched like, from like dinner time until like, just before midnight. We would have watched like, like bigger movies that we just didn't get to this year. Like, um, Across the Spider-Verse, um, Fast and Furious 10, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get that this year though. Um, but so the first thing we watched was a movie on Hulu called Quiz Lady. Which Drew may have may actually be the only movie that you ever like the concept of, but you you wouldn't have enjoyed the movie. <laughs> what makes you say that? Um, so like uh, the basic setup is the main character, um, who's played by Aquafina, is like a nut for a quiz show, like a, like a Jeopardy style quiz show that incorporates a little bit of like goofiness too. Okay. Um, that like she has literally been watching since she was like a small child and is really really good at um so like the mo- one of the early scenes of the movie is her literally at home as an adult glued to her tv answering every single question faster than the people actually on the show and her sister ends up like filming her and like putting it on like tiktok or something and she gets like internet famous for a little while um and that leads to her getting a call to be au- to audition to be on the show um and the whole purpose behind her even doing it is to win the money to pay off um their gangsters that run a dog shelter um to uh because their their mom had run up a, a large tab with them and their mom was currently on the run from her nursing home so like that part of the movie gets a little stupid and you would not enjoy it but like i think the quiz show stuff is right up your alley true yeah um but it was fine like it it was it was a little formulaic because you kind of knew like the sisters did not get along. There was a big age gap between them. Um, the the older sister was sort of a train wreck. Um, the younger sister just ha- wasn't going anywhere in life. And, like, her only thing were these quiz shows. Um, and, like, the, the, there was the standard disagreement between the two of them where they kind of, like, go their separate ways. And then 
they realize that they, they, they need each other and they come together at the end and all like very, very traditional setup for that. But like the, some of the jokes and the quiz stuff was actually pretty funny. Um, despite the quiz, uh, host being, uh, Will Farrell, which is usually just a big, big red X for me, but he was in it so infrequently that I didn't mind. Fair. Man, you, you need, you need better taste in comedy. Well, I didn't say this was a great comedy. You need, well, no, I'm saying you're not liking uh, Will Ferrell. Like, you need better taste in comedy. He's great. He's not though. He is. He his movies are not any good. anything he's been in is better than Groundhog Day. No. Yes. I like two Will Ferrell movies, and I don't like him in either of them. And you like Groundhog Day, so more than point... every Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> exactly. Like, I I just don't think he's funny, and plenty of people don't like. I, I think he is best when he's not being the caricature that he plays in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in this, he was not that caricature, and it worked. Um, and a lot of stuff, though, like, he's that same stupid character that he was, like, in The Office and Old School and uh, Step Brothers and all those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, this was one of those, Quiz Lady was one of those, it, it's totally fine, but nothing to write home about. Um, formulaic, but whatever. Uh, the sec, the second one we watched was a haunting in Venice, which is the third of, um, Kenneth Branagh's, um, Hercule Perot movies that he's been making over the last, like, six or so years. Um, so it's a sequel to Murder on the Orient Express and, um, Death on the Nile, like the Agatha, Agatha Christie novels. Um, in this one, it's, it's ten years after Death on the Nile, and he is retired in Venice. Not taking cases, just kind of living his life, getting pastries delivered twice a day. Um, good stuff. And then he, he gets an invite to, to a seance, which is just weird. And, um, the movie ends up being, it, it leans a little bit into like some horror tropes, which I, th- I thought was interesting because the other two movies did not, but it's still, it's still like a whodunit at the end of the day. Um, and I think these movies, like, while they're based on very old books, they're they're still generally pretty well done. Like the casting is usually good. Um, Kenneth Branagh as um, Perot is actually really good. Um, Kenneth Branagh's Gilderoy Lockhart, in case you don't know, from the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. and he directed the first Thor. And uh, when does Hill House come into this? It doesn't. We're in Venice. Yeah, haunting in Hill House. No, 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 the Hill House was in in America. Yeah, but like Hill House is all over the place, isn't it? Like, no, no. So, so it, the second one. No, no. So it, it's a haunting in Hill House, a haunting, uh, the haunting of Bly Manor in England, and now a haunting in Venice. In Venice, like this. Yeah. This is all part of the Flanagan verse. Yeah. So, like, this uh, were were all the same actors in this as in Hill House, and like that. That's how that show went, right? I no. don't remember how it goes. I thought no, it was I mean, supposed to be an anthology. But I mean, actually, the, the haunting show... So most of the Flanagan stuff, just to segue, that, that is what he does. He does that, like... If he likes working with somebody, he just keeps hiring them. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, he'll hire different people, and if he likes working with those people, he'll hire them to be in, like, the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, works out, usually, because, like, you start recognizing the people and the things. You're like, okay, they were good in the last thing. Like, they will probably be good in this thing. Yeah. Um, in this case, though, much like Death on the Nile and, um, uh, the, or- uh, Murder on the Orient Express, other than Hercule, everybody else is different. Mm-hmm. So, like, the char- no characters really, like, tr- like, carry on between the two because they're, they're all very, like, they're set in whatever they are. Like, everyone, the first two in particular were, like, people going somewhere. So the, f- the first one was a bunch of people on the Orient Express going to wherever that train went. Um, mm-hmm. 
And it just turns out that a lot of them had some sort of connection back to the person that was murdered. So that's where all that stuff kind of comes in. And that's where the, the whodunit part of it comes in. Um, Death on the Nile is, I think it's like a wedding party, if I remember correctly. So, like, everybody is connected somehow. But there's a couple people that are not connected to the wedding. They just happen to be on the boat but knew the people. So, like, that's where that side comes from. And this one is actually a everyone kind of knows each other in one way or another, but no one really likes each other. Yeah. Um. But I, I thought that like the the ending and finding out like what was actually happening was actually pretty cool in this one because I, I didn't expect it. The I thought it was the kid. There's a kid in this movie. The kid's fucking creepy as shit. He seems to control the father, like it's his father. The kid. It's always the kid, even yeah. when it's not. It's always the kid. But, like, this kid was so creepy. Right up to the very end. The kid's very last scene, after you know who done it, was still fucking creepy. But it wasn't yeah. him. Like, spoilers. It wasn't the kid. It was somebody else. And I didn't expect who it was. But... I mean, it probably... You know what? The kid, at the end of it, you missed the post-credits scene where the kid turned around and was like, yeah, like... It could, you know what? It could have been. You never it's, know. It's like, it's like that movie Identity, man. It's like the movie Identity. I don't know what movie you're talking about. Uh, is it called Identity? Let me just double check and make sure it's called Identity before I start slandering a name called Identity. Um, movie 2003. Yes, the John Cusack movie. Oh, um, okay. I, I do where, remember that movie. Yeah, where like they're all personalities in, in somebody's head. And right. one of them is a murderer. One of the personalities is a murderer. And it turns up being, it ends up being like, they all end up stuck in a hotel fighting each other for some reason um uh, and it was like i don't know it's like a two-world thing and it ends up being the kid was the murderer the whole time and he ended up killing the person who survived because he they you didn't think he did or he ended up surviving with the person who survived and they just thought it was a child and it ended up being a murder this weird movie with probably most definitely a terrible display of what did is actually like but it's still it was the kid. That that does sound like a. I, I vaguely remember that movie, and I feel like it was not a good movie. Uh, I mean, eh, seven and a half on IMDb, sixty three on Rotten Tomatoes. So like, okay, so it's not the worst movie. It's 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 an average movie. Like like it it, it wasn't. It just the what what the the way they handle DID in general is just bad. Which but is like, common for, for everything all the time. And yes. Um. But yeah, like. Uh, this movie was was I like I would actually recommend watching A Haunting in Venice if you liked the previous two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't like them, then you're not going to like this one either. <laughs> like, I've never seen them. I I will be 100 percent honest. All three of these movies I've never heard of. I have talked about both of them in the past, so way to pay attention. No, 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 no. All three of these movies you're talking about today. Oh, Miss I thought you Lady, meant <laughs> Haunting in Venice and the next one. May I feel like I might have heard of the next one. I don't know. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I've not heard of any of these movies. Man. Definitely Quiz Lady and Haunting in Venice, for man, sure. Man, get connected, man. All Haunting in Venice actually just, it, it was in theaters in, like, September. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually a new, new movie. If it's not superheroes or giant monsters fighting each other, I it does not peak. Get better interests. Godzilla Minus One is a fantastic movie. Sounded bad There's... when you explained it to us. No, it's fantastic, man. It's probably it's... worse than all three of these movies. No. God, no. I doubt that. I highly doubt that. I guarantee I enjoyed all three of these more than I would enjoy a Godzilla movie. It's because you have bad taste in, in movies. Mm, no. Um, but yeah, so the the last one uh, is No Hard Feelings, mm-hmm. which is um, a, a bad comedy. 
Like it's it 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 was like it was mediocre at best. Um, it's uh it stars Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just Katniss, like Katniss, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like yeah, saying, yeah, I'm just Jennifer like Lawrence. that is her name, right? There's um, like 16 Jennifers in in Hollywood. So like when you're trying to guess what's Jennifer and you're questioning Jennifer, I'm like, well, I mean, it could be Aniston, it could be no, because it, it, it it's be... it's the slightly younger one. Um, she she basically plays like kind of like a a not a deadbeat deadbeat because she does work multiple jobs, but like she's not really going anywhere. Um, she's kind of an asshole. Um, Mm -hmm. one of her jobs is, um, like Uber driving and her car gets repossessed because she's behind on her bills. Mm -hmm. And so like the whole movie is like, she needs a car. So she takes a job from Matthew Broderick and his wife to, um, to date their 19 year old son before he goes to college because he's like, he, he's like the, the nerdy shut in who like doesn't go out, doesn't have friends, like. They basically want him to go, like, experience being a teenager before he's in college. Um, but, like, most of, the, most of the reason he's the way he is is because of their helicopter parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was super formulaic, super predictable. Like, the cast was good. Like, the, the actual friendship that builds between the two, like, as the movie goes on, like, seemed actually realistic. Once you get past the super cringy stuff up front. Um, but then they have, like, the very predictable um like quote-unquote misunderstanding in the middle that kind of like they stop talking for a little while sort of thing when like he finds out she was hired essentially um yeah but yeah it it was definitely one of the it's one of those movies where like if it's on tv it's probably like good background noise if there's literally nothing else but it's not worth actually sitting down and watching um the only reason we put it on was because it was the exact amount of time we needed till midnight Mm -hmm. like it just happened like we were scrolling through netflix looking for something and it just happened to be like literally like it it finished one minute before midnight look when you look up the cast list and look up the movie on google and the seventh person the seventh cast member listed the character's name is hot guy that tells me all i need to know (laughs) about the movie yeah yeah exactly like was not the worst one and it it did away with like the cringy stuff like it, it made it very clear that it also understood that that stuff was not good, um, and kind of like moved on from it as quickly as it could, considering it was the initial plot of the movie. But like, it was still one of those like, eh, you mm-hmm. you, you could have done almost anything else, but you didn't, and you know, I mean, good for you for trying. Like D minus for effort, I guess. You don't fail, yeah. but you know, yeah. you're not getting on honor roll for this one. It, it, it just it sounds like. You didn't pick the best movies for your New Year's movie marathon. Well, no, because we normally start with, like, the dumb, like, light stuff that we can just kind of, like, we can do other stuff while we're watching. Because, like, you know, like, there's stuff during the day you want to do. Um, like, like we have to get ready, like, like cut up the cheese, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to put on, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie. We're putting on, like, hour-long movies, hour-and-a-half-long movies, so that, like, we could take a break between, take the dogs out, like, like... D- do the house stuff that we normally have to do before, like, settling down and watching the good stuff. We just never got to watch the good stuff because people. People ruin the good stuff. Why'd you invite people? He's got a point there. We didn't. Like... <laughs> Obviously you didn't because none of us were there, so... Like... So, they kind of invited themselves, and Erica is very bad at saying no. So, like, she's like, okay, sure. And I'm just standing there like, what the fuck? 
And even like the next day, she's like, I did, I, what? <laughs> like, I'm bad at saying no when people like put me on the spot like that. Cause it, it very much was like, we were just, we were talking about what our plans were for New Year's. And like, they said their plans and they were like, yeah, we bought like a bunch of like snacks and stuff like that. And we're gonna just hang out at home and like watch movies. And they were just like, oh, is that like an invitation? It's like, well, no. Like, what part of that sounded like an invitation? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's, man, it was a bummer. Just going to say that. So there's a set of three, like, A Haunting in Venice again. I had a good time with that one. That one was not a bad movie. Um, while I'm not, like, the biggest fan of whodunits, I, I think these ones are fun. I think a lot of it is because, like, they have good eclectic casts and it's very classic stories. Um, the other two were, were just kind of mediocre comedies. Like, they had their funny moments, but they were also pretty predictable in, like, what beats they were going to hit. So, you know, could have been worse. Yeah. But, Drew, you read a book about boys and knights. And and emo, because I'm an emo sad boy. Uh, it's this where this are your all boys tracks. This, this, it does. Uh, where are your boys tonight? The Oral History of Emo's Mainstream Explosion from 1999 to 2008. Uh, by Chris Payne. He used to work for Billboard, got fired during the pandemic, and was like, I'm going to write this book. Uh, and it's a collection of interviews with like a whole hell of a lot of people involved in the like emo scene in that, in that time frame. From band members like Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump and Gabe Saporta to just like... Uh, kind of other like bloggers other journalists record label people pretty much you name it like some level of people at every level of the scene have at least a couple lines somewhere in this book which is pretty cool yeah were there any like notable or memorable stories uh there were a few i i put a a, i made a note in my phone of a couple interesting tidbits uh way back before or like as dashboard started chris caraba played in newfound glory for a tour really uh yeah because chad was in a different band that was also doing a tour at the same time newfound glory was about to do their first tour so he couldn't do the newfound glory tour so they had chris caraba play guitar for them that's actually kind of funny and cool um gerard way almost never did my chem because he almost became the writer for spider-man wow he apparently had an offer, but was too worried people would give him way too much shit, so he declined it, and then eventually started my chem, you know, the rest wow. of history. I wonder how he almost did Spider-Man at that point. He was working for DC, and I guess someone from Marvel tried to poach him. Still, like, that's, that's wild, because, like, he would have been fairly young at that point. Yeah. Like, I mean, at this point, like, he's done a bunch of, like... He's done a bunch of comic book stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what well, one of one of his series it was a very popular Netflix show that I think is done now. No, I think it's got another season this season. Oh, is I there... Okay, I didn't realize there was like one more season. Yeah, I think they're doing one more season. Oh wow, his uh... looks like his first published um uh comic was in 1994. I was gonna, I, I just looked and he is like 10 years older than us. So, but even then, like like a lot like. 20 years ago, he would have been 26. You don't often get 26-year-olds getting offered Spider-Man, even at that point in comics. Fair. Um, Like, in the early 2000s, it was fair. Because Spider-Man has almost always been Marvel's flagship book, along with the X-Men. 
So it's like they give like lesser names, stuff like like Captain America and Iron Man at the time. But like you had to be like a known bookseller mm-hmm. to get like Spider Man or like an X Men book in like the late nineties, early two thousands, because that's all they fucking had going for them at the time. So yeah, that's just that's a wild thing to to hear about. Also, oh, yeah. somebody needs to go update the um the fucking Wikipedia page for Newfound Glory and add Chris Caraba <laughs> to the the touring substitutes or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised it wouldn't be on there, but um. But yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, pretty much everyone at some point in this book shits on brand new. Oh, nice. Or, or at the very least, maybe not like the their music because everyone th- there's a pretty uh, wide acceptance of brand new being one of the like forerunners in the scene. But it seems like everyone fucking hated most of the members of that band. I was gonna say from from what I know, like. If it's not everybody, there's at least one person in that band that is just a super sack of shit. Well, I mean, aside from the allegations against their singer, which, I mean, he admitted to. Okay, that's... I I didn't want to say that because I couldn't remember if it was that band or not. Yes. But, uh, like... But it also seems like the, the drummer... Nobody seemed to have anything bad to say about their drummer. Everyone else in the band, at different times, would catch comments about being oh fuck those guys i hated them nice <laughs> but their music was really, yeah it was like oh my god here's this br- new brand new album fuck it's so good we gotta make something that sounds like this but fuck their their guitarist or whatever I, I mean the biggest feud was between brand new and taking back sunday right because they're they're both long island bands well it's also um somebody in brand new um was a founding member of taking back sunday uh yeah yeah i forget but, yeah, I don't I don't remember who in the band was, but one of them, like, I don't think they ever did any, like, I don't think anything was ever released with them on it, but, like, they started yeah. with Taking Back Sunday and then, I guess, went and did this band. Maybe they got kicked out of, um, of, uh... Brand New? No, well, of Taking or, Back Sunday to start yeah. Brand New. Well, and then also there was drama over, like, a girl, because of course there was. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, and then the last other story that I like made note of was a story from uh, Bayside. They're talking about, I forget who they were on tour with, uh, well, Hawthorne Heights, and then I forget who else, but they're going from Colorado to Salt Lake City, and it's in like October, November, so the weather sucked, uh, and they hit a patch of black ice. They were in a van, everyone else on the tour had buses, so they were driving themselves. They hit a patch of black ice, crazy crash, their drummer dies in the crash, who had just joined the band, like, that year, uh, and their bassist broke his back. Oh, Jesus. I, what band was this again? Bayside. Bayside? Yeah. Shit. Uh, but I also made note of that story because the it, that was in a chapter of everyone, apparently Victory Records, who a lot of the bands were on. Almost everyone fucking hated being there. Apparently, the head of Victory Records was kind of a shithead and would, like, not pay out royalties and do everything he could to not pay royalties. Uh, If you go look at the Wikipedia for Victory Records, they got sued constantly. I mean, that sounds about right. Um, But they did say that the Victory Records people, like, paid for the funeral, paid to fly everyone back to the east coast be there for the funeral 
the guy, the head of Victory did at least show up for the funeral. He didn't like, apparently stay very long, but um, they were like, yeah, when thinking back on it, it's like he could have just not come at all. But he at least like made an effort to come be there for a little bit and go. Yeah, which um, it is something. Yeah. Uh, but then also Hawthorne Heights, just more proof that the dudes in Hawthorne Heights are apparently incredibly cool. Bought a new van for Bayside. Uh, went to like all the venues after the the accident and were like, "Hey, and you, whatever the cut you were gonna take." We need to take it and give it to these guys. Like, here's the shit that happened. They need the money for to pay for this and to pay for medical bills, yada, yada, yada. And then get got Bayside, well, Anthony and Jack to come be able to come back and do acoustic shows for the last few shows of the tour once they were, like, okay. They Those two didn't get really injured, but... Still, you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, that, that is... That's wild, though. Yeah. Yeah, and it, like... Apparently, this dude, uh, John, the drummer that had just joined, was, like, they're, like, talking, and he, he, like, just left this, like, jazz band he was in, and was starting to have a family, and he was like, oh, this is maybe my last chance to be in a touring band as a career, and then the first tour, they have this crazy crash, and he dies, and it's like, Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's rough. But then Hawthorne Heights going out of their way to just be the nice dude. <laughs> yeah, and like, they they do seem like like just a bunch of very nice people. Uh, yeah, because even um when we saw them at um the Brooklyn Bowl um like last March um JT was working their merch table and was like totally cool like talking with people as they went up like I'm pretty sure Erica got a picture with them like and that was after their set like like he finished the set and then went and worked their merch table. And, like, they had somebody else there working it beforehand. Like, it's not like he needed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing, um, that uh, emo orchestra thing. Like, they were out, like, I don't know how long they stayed after because the line was insane. But, like, they came out and, like, were taking pictures with people after after their set. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, like, this isn't, like, the biggest thing. But when they did their first Ohio is for Lovers festival, they weren't even the headlining band. Like, they could they have easily just been like, yeah. yeah, it's our festival in Ohio, we're going on last and playing a long-ass set, but no, they weren't, they weren't even, they weren't even the last band on the main stage, like, or they were, like, the third band on one of the side stages. They were like, yeah, no, we don't need to be, we know we're not the be-all, end-all. Yeah, I mean, same thing with the this year's, like... Well, there were like six or seven of them, I think, like around like the country, and mm-hmm. they did not headline a single one of them. Yeah, and like, I mean, part part of that could be like, yes, we understand that like some of the other bands we have on here are probably going to draw a bigger crowd, but also like looking at some of the bands that were probably playing later in the day and with longer sets, like I would argue Hawthorne Heights is larger than them and would probably have the bigger draw. Um, mm-hmm. But like they were also running those shows, like like they were putting them all together. So maybe they just maybe they didn't want the hour long set. <laughs> yeah, no, probably. But but yeah. but yeah, still like like they just they seem like like a swell group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that sounds sounds like a good book though. Yeah, um, you know, I kind of wish at some points like I knew the direct questions that were asked to get the answers and like what exactly the 
the dynamic of the interviews was because it seems like sometimes there's people directly playing off the answers other people gave and it was like okay we're like the four of these people on a conference call or was it had a bunch of different interviews kind of spliced bits together so it's like sometimes a little confusing about like okay how do we get from this to this but why why is gabe answering a question now when anthony from bayside was just talking or like but otherwise like it goes way deep in a whole bunch of shit about email and talks about new jersey a whole lot because there were a lot of those bands from here (laughs) yeah uh, well and to hear like fallout boy say oh shit we we got to finally play in new jersey (laughs) or you know bands just talking about new jersey being the place to like be recognized scene is like yeah it's i mean you had a lot i mean it was mostly like north jersey but like still like a lot of a lot of that stuff came out of jersey or like new york city where they were playing in jersey because i think like wasn't ferret based in north jersey yeah i feel like there there was another thing based in jersey too um i I don't recognize the name from back in the day but I believe it's Eyeball Records is one of the small indie labels that a lot of these bands started with. They were also North Jersey. They got mentioned in the book a whole bunch. Okay. Uh, yeah. They had the, the their recording studio was just a house that bands could stay at for a little while while they recorded, and apparently was one of the big. Everybody just kind of goes there and hangs out and collaborates. Yeah, I just looked them up. Like, um, they were. They had Thursday, My Chem, like, they they had bands from that area, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that they released stuff for, so that yeah. definitely makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. I own the ebook for that, um, and it's one of those, like, I have it, and I just haven't actually started it. Yeah, it's a quick read. You'll get through it real fast. How long is it? Because I actually, I haven't, like, even looked at that. It's, like, 400-something pages, but it just flows. Because you're just I, seeing all these people just be excited talking about shit. Yeah, and I guess it's an interview, and there's probably like pictures and stuff interspersed. Uh, actually, there's only one, at least in the hardback. There's just one little section of a handful of pictures. Oh, okay. I kind of thought it was going to be one of those books where, like, as they were talking about different eras, there'd be like like pictures of like the bands and the like shows from like those time frames or something. Yeah, you would think, but yeah, there's just a little section in the middle. Uh. Like the, uh, they have a picture of the Nintendo Fusion tour uh, laminates that from Motion City Soundtrack. One of them sent a picture of that because Motion City Soundtrack, had, well, all the bands that weren't Fallout Boy on that 05 Nintendo Fusion tour had a different laminate than the Fallout Boy guys got. Fallout Boy had like whatever all access. Everyone else had support. Were you talking about this recently? I think I was, uh, I probably mentioned it the other day when I got to that. Or okay. When I first got the book, and just real quick, there's an index in the back, so I went and looked, and I was like, oh, hey, Boys Night Out gets referenced, and you, yeah, you the did, very okay, little yeah. bit was just, ah, like, Motion City soundtrack. I forget who it was from Motion, going, yeah, we liked hanging out with Fallout, or uh, with uh, Starting Line and Boys Night Out. We didn't really get to hang out with Fallout Boy. <laughs> Yeah, I so I remember like the like the badge like like the past thing and I come like this sounds so familiar but I don't remember why. <laughs> but now like I remember like the yeah. looking at the um the appendix and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, that sounds like a good book. Right up Richie's alley, too. Nonfiction about music he doesn't care for. Let me tell you, I like, I like emo music. Not all of it, but I like emo music. But, uh, boy, am I glad you chose Ray Dedinger's book and not this book to be a book to read. Because this <laughs> book would probably have been less of my interest than any. Because I like music. I like listening to music. I cannot talk music. And I don't want to read about music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, you really don't want to read nonfiction. Is what you yeah. like at all. Yeah. But, no, I, I honestly, I think, I, I thought this, like, the idea of this book sounded neat when I saw about Solid originally. That's why I, had, like, grabbed the ebook for it. Mm-hmm. Um. But like hearing like what what it actually is like I'm I'm definitely more interested even now. Yeah, it's cool and like I said, it goes year by year. Uh, every uh, it's like ninety nine and two thousand is one section of the book. Oh one and oh two is the next section. Oh three and oh four is the next one. Oh five gets its whole own section, and then oh six through oh eight the last section. Um, it's also made me go back and listen to a bunch of albums or at least handfuls of songs from albums if I just haven't felt like going through the whole thing because it's like oh okay yeah i haven't listened to that much say anything and here's a whole bunch of people get talking about how max is like just this genius of writing songs that are super subversive yeah i don't know that i've really listened to much say anything either uh they talk i mean one of the chapters is called defense of the genre and it's basically talking about max writing that album after people started shitting on emo and he's like no fuck it i love emo and i'm gonna just shit on all these people talking shit on it nice and he got different people from all sorts of different bands to sing guest vocals on like every song on that album and it's like a 27 song album or yeah 27 song album it's a Jesus. fucking hour and a half long <laughs> that's that's aggressive yeah <laughs> like that's just i mean good you know what good for them like that's pretty cool but also, like, damn. <laughs> I, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, so it released as two discs. Yeah. Let's see. Who do I recognize on here? All right, so it's got Adam from Taking Back Sunday, Haley from Paramore, um, Chris Caraba from Further Seems Forever, uh, Gerard Way, Matt Skiba, mm-hmm. some guys from uh, Newfound Glory. Wow, yeah. Really did have, like, a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't think I like I've probably heard some of the songs on that, but I don't know that I've ever actually listened to it. Yeah, I, I had never listened to really anything. I'd ver- listened to very little say anything before reading this. Now you're like, here's a new band I'm going to listen to. Yeah, I mean, I'm also I'm going to see them this year. So, oh really? Where are they playing? Yeah. Fillmore. Oh, nice. I think pretty sure. Oh yeah, and they they've been back together for just over a year, almost no, almost two years. 2022 is all Wikipedia says. Is Fred currently in the band? Yes. I mean, there at least there is a Fred in the band. Uh, okay. The touring member is Fred Mascherero, who was in Taking Back Sunday and Breaking Pangea. Uh, yeah, he's at least a touring member for, for Say Anything right now. Rich, what, what's your favorite Say Anything song? That one. All right. I'll, I'll allow it. Alive with the, glo- the Glory of Love is about the Holocaust, Richie. There you go. It's got That's, history to it. There, there you go. That's absolutely my favorite song. Hundred percent. It's a pretty good song. Oh yeah, I I just looked up their their website. Yeah, they're playing the Fillmore in May. Yep, should be a good time. Do you know who you're, who they're playing with? <sighs> I don't remember. Their site doesn't. At least like the the page say, that even, lists all the dates yeah. doesn't say. I wonder if Ticketmaster says. Probably not. Hey, if you click on the the, I know it's, it, it might be just them. 
Hold on. If anyone's going to... Uh, let me check Spotify. Their thing usually is pretty good about... Well, Ticketmaster and Live Nation usually show who is listed for the event when you click on more info. Yeah. Oh, damn. That show is sold out, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 200, $200 resale right now. Nice. Is it? <laughs> I mean, no, but... <laughs> Uh, is there anything else you want to say about the uh, the book, though? Nah, nah, I think that covers it. Well, Rich, in that case, would you like to, to talk a little bit about... Uh, the? It's The Long Dark, right? Yeah, The Long and Dark. And Subnautica. But first, we were talking concerts. As you guys were talking, I jumped onto Facebook real quick, and I got a stuff up notification about the Stardew concert. Don't look them up. How much do you think I could get tickets for, for the Stardew concert? $300. Drew? Where is it? Uh, where is it, Cobb? Uh, the man uh, in Philly. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, 75. On on StubHub. On StubHub. Uh, and this is for a sold-out show um, uh, that, that, that people are reselling on StubHub. I'm going to stick st- with the lowest being 75. And, Cobb, you said 300 Yeah. $586 for one ticket. That And that's the lowest price right now? That's the only price. That's insane. Where Does it say w- what seats they are? I I I looked. It was I don't know. It was like a balcony or something. I don't remember. Okay, so not so not orchestra seating. Is it the nighttime one or the or the afternoon? It was the five o'clock show. So afternoon in the balcony, five hundred dollars. Five hundred and eighty-six dollars. That's absurd per ticket. So if you and your partner wanted to go, you need a thousand fucking dollars to see a Stardew Valley concert. Man, it was less expensive to go to. adjacent for two days <laughs> right <laughs> with with the the fancy vip tickets at that i mean i'll just i'll just play the game i don't need to see i had 560 dollars. i'll just play the game that's ridiculous yeah th- those um, tickets were absurd like i managed to grab them because like i was i like it, it was like a gift for erica so like i was on there at, at 10 o'clock or whenever they went on and the site was just a fucking disaster it kept crashing uh, like they had no idea they, they they were not prepared for it at all and like their yeah. their ticket buying site's garbage to begin with, and I think you tried to do it two hours later, maybe three. I I, I think I was, I tried to do it throughout the whole day, and I, at one point I was like even ten minutes. It was like I, throughout the day I kept trying, and like it kept crashing initially, and then it was saying there were no tickets available, but then it was saying there was tickets available. Tickets that were available were only uh, ADA tickets, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going and sitting on the floor at the ADA area, like. It's like, like how, like a movie theater has that spot for a wheelchair. That's kind of the stuff that they had available. And it's just like, well, this sucks. I don't get to see the concert of one of my favorite games of all time. And I've never even played the game. Yeah. So give me your ticket. I'll go at your way. <laughs> right. I like music more than you do, though, so I think it works out. But I like the game more than you. You don't know that. I could love that game if I played it. You, you've never played it, though. That's actually a lie. I, I have you're actually not, played Stardew. You're you're not gonna recognize any of the music. You're not gonna. It's, you're just gonna sit there and be like, "Oh, what's going on?" Look, I I I went to the community center. I I met a wizard. Like I played enough that game to understand it. Mm, no, I cl- you, you I cleared some that. bushes. You need more time in that. Game. I planted some flowers. But yeah, I I just I'm I'm so bitter about that. Five hundred eighty six dollars per fucking ticket. Yeah, dude, like, this sucks. The the resale is fucking terrible like drew do you remember how much those say anything tickets were uh relatively cheap like 40 bucks maybe yeah and now they're, they're 200 dollars, 40 dollars to 200 dollars for general admission standing room only like fuck resale <laughs> yeah 
like I saw um something corporate just had like a they did like two shows on like the 30th and 31st in California. Um and they were like pushing um they were pushing a resale site, but it was face value ticket. They're like don't go to scalpers if you if if you can like go here these are legitimate tickets that people can't go to the show and they're being sold for like face value. I'm like, you know what? That's that's cool. Like that that isn't that is an okay way to do it. As long as like the people are also getting like like I, I'm hoping when it's face value, it includes the service fees because that would suck if people had to sell their tickets and not even get the service fees back. Mm-hmm. But like to sell it for a 400 percent markup, no, those people can go get fucked. Yeah. Ugh. But Rich, how is uh? Do you want to start with uh, the long dark? Yeah. So uh, for those of you who might not have been paying too much attention or keeping track, back April. Um, uh, in April, when I did my month of Apex, I wanted to create additional content for people who didn't care to watch Apex. Uh, so I started doing Let's Plays of The Long Dark on, um, on YouTube. And I, I totally expected that to go, like, for a month. Not even. Like, I have played runs of The Long Dark where I died within ten minutes. I've played runs of The Long Dark where, and I've only generally would sit down and I would play it just that one time for like six hours still not die or reach a point of equilibrium where it's like all right well i can't die where i'm at now so i'm fine um and so i decided to finally do a, like a let's play start making some let's play stuff uh when when i uh, back in april and 42 episodes later not 42 weeks though because there were a few to- a few weeks there were a couple of weeks where i was doing two episodes um, but 42 episodes later, uh, it finally came to its end. Averaging each episode averages anywhere between 25 to 40 minutes long. So, um, am I misremembering, or did you have another survival game you were doing too? Like that you you were alternating between? I mean, that's I currently I am doing, or even even prior to the Subnautica, it was it was, uh, it was the Long Dark for a while, and then it was. Seven Days to Die and The Long. Okay, I w- I'm thinking of Seven Days to Die. I remember yeah. seeing those also. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Seven Days to Die, I've had now three series go on Seven Days to Die. One, because of a catastrophic issue with the save that crashed. One, because I actually died twice, and it's a permadeath series. And then this one that I'm currently going now, that I'm about to reach Day 10. I just recorded Day 9 today. Um, but... Uh, uh, the long dark. It was the the whole idea was I'll, I'll I'll play about an hour or so a day until I die, um, as as long as I can and make cut every hour into a half hour or less turned into a half hour or more, um, and just see see where this can go. And it was it it's 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 kind of sad to see my first series officially end. Um, I feel like I might have forced that ending. Um, and, 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 and I, I, the way it ended, I'm a little dissatisfied because, um, it was, it, it there, there was just like, so what happened if you guys have never played the long dark, which the two of you, I don't believe ever have, it is a straight up survival game. There's no craft, there's crafting, but there's no base building. It is, you have to break into houses that are uninhabited and sleep in those houses, sleep in those buildings, and you have to worry about your food, your health, your your cult, your temperature, because it takes place you're in Alaska, um, or no, you're in Canada, you're in, like in the Canadian wilderness, the north, deep north, um, or the far north, 
and um, you're just stuck on, like, I guess it's like a peninsula or an island or something, after your plane crashed, and you have to deal with wolves that'll come to, come and attack you, timber wolves that'll, like, hunt you in packs, bears, mooses, uh, deer, uh, you'll see, like, there's no squirrels, but there's rabbits that you can catch and eat and things like that. Um, and you just have to survive. That is literally the whole point of the game. For the most part, there are story modes. There are story and chapters that you that, that are in there. But I all I did was sandbox. And you just explore and survive for as long as possible. Um, making sure that your armor, and not your armor, but your clothes, your equipment don't break. Making sure to clean the guns out that you get to, so that they don't jam. Um... And, and like, just constantly worrying about food or warmth or water or this or that or the other. Um, and, it, like, so, there would be times where, like, even in the 42 episodes, which were roughly recorded over the course of almost about 50-plus hours. Um, it's kind of crazy how long you can you can actually get some of these to go. Yeah. Um, I, they, like, there were several instances where I was very near death. Um and I was able to come out alive. I was able to, like, there were, like, three or four times I just got lost out in a blizzard. Several, like, like severely lost out in a blizzard. And, like, I barely found my way home. Barely made my way home. I was attacked by, like, four bears or something like that. Um, I, I And, like, what ended up killing me was uh, the second to last episode, I get attacked by a moose. And... I had just uncovered an area that I've never been in ever in any of my playthroughs and a set of crafting for gunsmithing that I've never been able to do in that area. But in order to get to that gunsmithing bench, I needed to climb a rope. But because I got attacked by a moose, he broke my ribs. And you can't climb ropes when your (laughs) ribs are broken in this game. Obviously, like that would be extremely painful. I just love that. I got attacked by a moose. <laughs> I got attacked by a moose. I did nothing to the moose. The moose saw me, and I'm just like, I'm just going to leave you be. And I kept walking around, and he just, he charges me, and I get attacked by the moose. So um, the mechanic for the moose healing is you, you bandage yourself up, you wrap your, 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 your ribs, and then you just kind of got to wait. You just got to wait it out, but you literally have to wait. There is no, like, if you're walking, if you're hunting, if you're exploring, that does not track down your timer reading sleeping and waiting are all you can do reading sleeping cooking and waiting are all you can do in order to count this timer down so i came in with the idea of all right i'm gonna record and i'm going to just work i'm not i'm gonna speed run through this and i'm i'm not gonna like do a lot because i just want to recover from it's like a hundred and something hours in game time obviously of 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 healing that you need to do so I think I recorded for two and a half hours before I realized that my timer wasn't going down as fast as it should have been because I was active. And it wasn't until I think it took me in turn in game 13 days to get through the broken ribs, which I mean, that's great. You can't heal broken ribs in 13 days in real life. But like in a game mechanics, 13 days, that's a long time. That's a lot of food. And it's just a lot of literally doing nothing. I recorded for two and a half hours that I, I couldn't use. There was nothing to use there. So I cut that into like, uh, I started doing like pre, like, uh, uh, like, like little like previews of like something that might happen in the episode at the beginning. And I cut that montage into the beginning of me just fishing and hunting and cooking and sleeping and fishing and hunting and cooking and sleeping and whatever else. 
and then I explain, like, yeah, I've been recording for two and a half hours, um, but I'm finally recovered. I'm going to go kill this moose because he wasted two and a half hours of my life. <laughs> so uh, how long is like a, like a day cycle? Um, it depends on what you're doing because the whole game is very time-based. So even if you're like, if you're just walking around, just walking a day cycle, I don't know, maybe an hour. But if you're being active, if you're uh, skinning animals, if you're fishing, like you set, if you go fishing, ice fishing, you set that you're going to fish for an hour. That hour takes place over the course of like 30 seconds. But also, if you say you're going to go ice fishing for four hours, those four hours take place over the course of 30 seconds. It's just a bar that circles, and the time goes on as you're doing it, and it just it fast forwards time. So it really depends on what you're doing. I don't know the actual like okay amount That's, of time. I I thought it was like a lot of those like the games that have like the day like where like you're doing things by the day where it's like a day is x amount of time so like No, so it's not like it's not like 7 days to die where it's like a day in 7 days to die. A 24 hour period is an hour. There's no sleep cycle or anything like that. there's just like from 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 day to night from midnight to midnight is 24 hours. Um Whereas, like, in The Long Dark, and there's a couple of other survival games, but it's primarily only done in single-player survival games. Like, it'll fast-forward time as you're doing things. Like, if I played Project Zomboid, that'd be the same thing. If you go to sleep, it'll sleep you through the night. If you're reading a book, it'll fast-forward you reading through the book. If you're doing things, if you're, like, repairing things, it'll actually take time out of the day. Okay. I, 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 I like those kinds of survival games. I need, I want to find more of them, because that, like... That adds a little bit of like, all right, well, I still have to figure out how to repair this, but I also have to eat while I'm repairing it. And oh, this takes 20 hours to craft. So like for me playing the game, the 20 hours goes by in, in, in a minute or two. But for my character, like I have to worry about making sure they're fed enough to do it over 24 hours or do I split it up every four hours and things like that. It's, it's a very, it's, it's, I, I've talked to other friends about this game, and they've turned around and been like, I would hate that game. I'm like, you know, you say that until you play it. Like, this is just one of those games where, like, you just, you'll get lost in it. It's not a particularly very beautiful game, but it can have some beautiful scenery. It's just the art style doesn't lead to it being, like, the most spectacular looking thing out there. Um, but yeah, so I decide to go kill this moose, and I have to go all the way back to where the moose originally attacked me and walk around the area where the moose attacked me to get to the gunsmithing bench to make some bullets to make uh, uh, to make ammo, basically. And I crafted 30-something revolver shells, and I could have crafted more. Um, and my dumbass, I forgot my hunting rifle, which I had nine hunting rifles. And this is where I screwed up. Like, I could have been like, all right, I'm going to go get my hunting rifle, come back, and then fight the moose. No, I was like, fuck this. This moose is dying today. And so I go after the moose, and I spend all 36 rifle bullets into this moose, and I kill it. And I'm like, I'm feasting on this moose. And I skin it. And uh, It was rabid I'm, and you died? No, no. <laughs> uh, but I, I, it's, I'm, he attacked me t- once or twice so he broke my ribs again um (laughs) when i was fighting him so when your ribs are broken you have a limited to how much you can carry uh your stamina bar is is limited as well and so like i i ended up with zero ammo and nothing on me with a hawk of moose meat which 
puts out a scent. And Timberwolves, which are wolves that won't just pounce on you and fight you, they will just snap at you a bit here and there. They decided to come and attack me after I finished fighting the moose. So in this um, case, they did attack you. <laughs> so a horde... So, But, like, that's what they'll do. They'll come, they'll bite at you and run away, whereas other wolves will, like, jump on you, pounce on you, and ravage you. So I got attacked once or twice, and I didn't have any equipment on me because I, like, I left a, a bunch of stuff behind, so my weight was low as possible so I could run and move faster. Um, and I needed... Uh, a bandage to wrap up my bleeding whatever they bit me uh, and I go into this building and not even thinking about it since I didn't have any cloth on me I find a a, a pillow to, to rip apart to turn into cloth to turn into a bandage and as I'm tearing apart the pillow I bleed out and I die that sucks I'm like I'm like man this is like both like satisfying because I killed that fucking moose but also very unsatisfying because I like I it wasn't like uh I wasn't panicking. I didn't think I was going to die. I didn't think cutting apart cloth was going to take that long to to stop me like that I wasn't gonna stop from bleeding out. And so it just it was a bummer. It's a bummer. I I absolutely love that game. It's fantastic. You love survival games, you'll definitely love this one. But it's just like, I had so many other close calls. I got attacked by a bear three times in one day or something like that and still didn't die. I, uh, the, the literal, literal two days before, the day before the first moose attack, I almost died by getting attacked by a wolf that I wasn't expecting to see. And then walking on top of live electrical wires that I didn't realize were going to burn me, um, in a panic. Like, that would have been a really satisfying death. Like, I finally get into this building, and then, oh, there's a wolf there, apparently, which uh, the community has dubbed Fluffy, is always in one of the two rooms that have these crafting benches. Uh, and it's just like, oh, there's a wolf, and he ravages me, and I die right there. I'm like, that's a, that would have been a much more satisfying. Like, this is still a satisfying ending, because it was 42 episodes. I was hoping to get to at least 50, but, again, I think I kind of, like rushed things because i spent so long playing with zero to make of it that like i kind of rushed things and like i shouldn't have shouldn't have done that and i even thought about like releasing the the uncut three hour episode of me just surviving it would have been a lot of just playing the game because i purposely wasn't talking when I was doing that part, because the plan was every morning I would wake up and catch people up, like, hey, here's what I did yesterday, and here's, and, and like, just find So it's easier to, to not have your, like, talking going on there? Yeah, just find way to make content out of, like, quick updates. Of, like, here's what I did yesterday, and here's how things are going. And here's you were how, basically but, like, vlogging. Yeah, but, like, I was also expecting to recover from 130 hours of a broken rib in seven days not 13 so after about third after about like the ninth day and i'm still suffering from a from two broken ribs actually but they the times count down the same time it's not separate times that, that are count down so they're both if you have two broken ribs if you have any elements that have a timer they all count down at the same time it's not one at a time so i had two broken ribs both at 100 100 one was like 140 hours one was 130 hours or something like that but yeah, so I feel like I kind of, I, I feel like I kind of dropped the ball in like the whole, like, I kind of gave up. I, I shouldn't have gone after the moose being as angry as I was and after had, feeling I had wasted that much time. But it, 
I feel like it was it was a good ending. A lot of people really liked the series. It actually got some decent views. Um, if I remember correctly, I'd actually have to go back and and and, and check. Um, there there were some episodes like I was getting comments on the show where it's like, yeah, I've never heard of this game before. I've never seen it, and YouTube decides to uh decides to suggest me watch it forty episode or like. 38 episodes in or something like that. I guess I'm here now, and I'm going to follow. And I'm like, I appreciate the follow. Thank you, YouTube. I, I vaguely um, remember you mentioning that before. Yeah. I, I think it, I don't know if it was on here or, like, on Discord. Or something. Yeah. Uh, but how are you enjoying um, your, your new one, then, Subnautica? Subnautica. Hold on. I think... Was I lying? Was it only 41 episodes? I thought it was... Unless I didn't add the last episode to the playlist. I know, it was 42. So for some reason, uh, YouTube's only saying 41. But, like, YouTube I, is dumb. I, YouTube is dumb. Uh, one of my episodes reached 102 viewers so far. Like, that's the highest view. Uh, my first episode was 117 views. Nice. Which is, like, wild. Nine likes. Like, it, it, people like that series. Like that show. I like that game. Uh, Subnautica is, is fun. It is, it's another survival game, but this one is actually very story-based. Um. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Subnautica is not, it can be sandbox, but it is not strictly sandbox it is it is a story-based um uh uh it is a story-based game where you crash land on a planet that's just basically water world there's like a couple of islands um and you have to survive until rescue comes um at the point that just released rescue should be coming soon so like my let's play like I'm three episodes in I'm I I'd recorded today more but I'm three episodes in and I'm expecting to get rescue soon um hints for next episode the the rescue sh- ship should be landing by the end of next episode so it's like it it makes you think that it's gonna be a quick game but it's very misleading because of stuff that happens um. And I'm trying to be a little coy because I don't want to, like, obviously people... You don't want to spoil your new show? I don't want to spoil my new show. Like, obviously people who've played this game or who know this game know what happens. I've I've seen other people play this game, so I knew it was gonna, what was coming up. So, like, I kind of planned it to be that way as well. Um, but yeah, it is, it's a fun game. It's just this one, it, it's, it's a lot of downtime and grinding for material. Um, it's, it's not like other survival games or like you can just get by by like you know investigating different areas because you it relies very heavily on crafting um and i just got to a point in today's recording where i'm like all right it's time to build a base it's time to actually start building a base and so i spent i recorded for an hour and a half and i spent probably a good 45 minutes figuring out like some base mechanics here and there to base build um to put together some sort of a base uh, and it, it is, it's, it's a, it's a cool game. It's, it's got a very interesting story. Like I said, I've seen other people play it. I kind of know how the story goes. Um, and basically this, there, there were previous inhabitants to this island that were humans, but then there were also alien inhabitants beyond just the natural wildlife that you encounter. And, um, there's some sort of virus on this island. By by my by the episode that I'm at, I I discover that I have some sort of bacteria within me from being on the sun, some sort of alien bacteria. Um, but it is it is a uh, yeah. I I don't really know what else to say. Uh, if if you don't <laughs> really know, because it's it's a survival game for the most part. It's uh, I'm only like five hours into it, give or take. Um, 
And I, like, because it's a story-based game, I, when it comes to doing a Let's Play for a story-based game, I, I'm trying, I, I'm still trying to, like, figure out how to piece that together. I'm also trying to figure out how to make it entertaining to watch when a lot of the game is, like, oh, I gotta find these materials now. Uh, and I, I, I knew that going in, uh... I, for instance, when you get the submarine, the submarine can only go to a depth of about 200 feet, 200 meters. Then to go further below, you need to get craft upgrades for your submarine. So I need to find the upgrade, the upgrade bench to be able to upgrade my, my submarine. I need to find the schematics for a, uh, a moon pool so that I can dock my submarine into my base so that I can upgrade my submarine. Uh, I need to find the mechanics for the upgrades themselves. So it's, it is a lot of like, all right, uncovering the surface and then going a little bit further and then cra- finding supplies again and then going a little bit further. Um, so it's, it's, it is very like back and forthy kind of. Like, like I said, I spent 45 minutes on just moving to a new base, gathering all my supplies from one base and moving it to a new base. And it's like, it, it can be, it can be a little, a, a, a little slow at times, I guess. Um, but it, it's it's a fun game. It's it. There is a way. I think there's a difficulty where like you can set it to where it just they make it a little bit easier if you don't want to worry about the crafting and survival, and it's just you want the story. You still have to worry about like crafting and getting supplies, but like you don't have to worry about your food and your water. Race, really, what they turn that. Up. Okay. Um, this is not. This is not a a. Uh, a permadeath series that I'm doing though, because this is my literally it's my first time playing this game, and I am not that good at this game to be like, all right, well I'm gonna play permadeath because I I actually want to know the story now. Maybe sometime down the line, if I get good enough, I can do a permadeath playthrough. But right now, it's just I'm playing. You want to experience it first. I want I want to experience it. Uh, I mean, the way I'm experiencing it right now at one hour spurs for the first time, I don't know if that how well that's gonna go for me. I might start trying to record differently. I might try to record like five or six episodes at a time and just play for an entire day. And um, I have like a to be continued screen cut together so that if it, if I'm like recording several episodes at once, I can just hit it to be continued. So it's like, hi, this is episode. Then like in the description, be like, this is episode, say like episode 14. But this episode 14 through 17 were all recorded in the same session. That's why there's no intro or there's no outro or whatever in this because it's just me playing straight through. So be sure to come and check out all of these or something like that. Um, Because I already did that. My second recording session went into two and a half hours. And I was like, I need to figure out how I can cut this into two episodes. (laughs) I can't. I can't do two and a half hours and have one episode from Sure you can. It would just be a a very long episode. It would have been an hour and... 20 minute long episode because I think they each came out at about 35 to 40 minutes. That was like, that was me cutting down as best I could. And like this week's episode ended up, it's probably going to end up only being the one that I just recorded. Probably going to end up only being like maybe my shortest episode at about 20 to 25 minutes because I really only uncover stuff initially. And then I'm like, all right, well it's moving day guys. We're going to build, we're going to craft build. We're going to, we're going to base build. And then we'll do some uncovering stuff next time or something like that. So there, it's it's that's the um, the joy of survival games, especially survival let's plays. Is sometimes there's going to be those episodes of like, yeah, there there was there. This is what I need to do to play the game right now. So this is what I'm going to do. And there might I might jump on sometimes just to grab 
equipment or, or grab gear. Uh, but the way this game works, you are occasionally just given uh, locations to explore by your AI, like uh, messages from other pods that crash landed. And it's like, oh, here's this one. Here's that one. It's like, all right, well, I'm not going to want to have this on my HUD or I'm not going to want to be able to find something uh, like like I can't the way this game works when it comes to being a let's play you have to scan several of an object in order to get its schematics to craft it so i don't want to actually find those schematics off air and be like oh by the way guys i played for like three hours and i got i got some of these schematics so like i can't really just base build or supply gather before every session because it i might run into a thing that i might need and i can't not use it i can't not scan it if i need it because I may never find it again, because I'm not going to remember where it was. Which, you know, makes sense. Yeah. But it is, it's it's a fun game. I, I enjoy it a lot. It's 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 calming. There's not, like, a lot of major threats. There are some threats in the game, not, like, major th- threats, though. Um, I'm, I'm at the point of, like, I don't know where some materials are. I don't know where some, I don't, where I can find certain items. So I need to just explore the ocean again. So I need to start making markers to place, to have on my HUD, to tell me where things are. Um, I have a scanner room that can't scan for the item that I'm looking to scan for. So I'm like, well, this sucks. I don't know where to find magnetite. And I don't want to look it up right now. Uh, you f- you find magnetite in the um, the electric factory place. No, 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 magnetite. So they come from the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the third evolution? Uh, uh, no, no, it's... it's, it's um, Magnemite, Magneton. Oh, Magnezone is the third evolution. So I guess that's like like a well, fourth one. Well, no, no, it's it's actually uh, Magne. Well, there's Magnemites are the from the ground, and Magnetites are coming from the, they like the this the pointy things, you know, in caves. No, I got gotcha. you. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you got me. Yeah, I did. Um, I pre- appreciate you making sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's uh I. It's it's a it's it's a process to learn how to cut this show, and I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to try to get into more games, uh, survival games. Once, like for instance, uh, when I finish Subnautica, I might be leaning towards Stranded Deep, which even though I I'm not good at that game, that will be a permadeath series because to me that game makes no sense to not be. Um, and the game is just so janky as fuck that it'll just make it even better. Uh, but that game also has like an actual ending, and it's a story-based survival game. It's not just sandbox. And when are you starting your Nuzlocke run? <sighs> That's I, I've I've had this conversation with with uh, uh, Evan at least and some other people. I don't know. I'm not going to do a Nuzlocke run until I have more time to do recordings and editings. Basically, until I know I can this can be a viable thing. Okay. Because in that's... order, to, in unless I do that on stream and then cut it together on YouTube or, or as an episode, because it there there's going to be a lot of just like all right, I gotta train, I gotta I gotta level up my Pokemon, I gotta make them stronger. Or oh no, my Pokemon just died, so I now need to pick the next one. Which oh, I gotta I gotta level them up now and figuring out and understanding where like maybe the best EV training spots would be. Um, so that I can get them more, make them more powerful properly. And like, that is a Nuzlocke run is a lot more in depth than it actually seems of just, oh, pick your fa- pick the first Pokemon you catch in each route you, you, is your, no, I think that like, is actually what it is, but there's a lot more to think about when you're doing it is what I'm saying. 
That's only if you're going to overthink it. No, because you got you you get stuck with whatever the first six Pokemon you catch are, and then every Pokemon after that that you catch, like you have to go in that order. You can't swap you when a Pokemon faints, you can't swap out to whatever one you want. You swap out to whatever the next one is you found, uh, and you can only do like one per re uh run one per route or whatever. And so it's like, all right, well then leveling up this Pokemon, but even if I'm not trying to overthink it to figure out where the best EV spots are and whatnot. Even just leveling up a Pokemon from, say, 5 to 20 takes, like, two hours. I, unless I have, like, a fast-forward uh, mod or whatever game mode bullshit stuff that would be on there to play it faster. But, like, it's still, there's a lot of downtime. And there's also, it's just going to be a lot of recording of me sitting there playing the game. So, and it, that would 100% be a vlog style. Here's how, I, here's what I did. Oh, yeah, which makes I, I would, sense. I would record it with me, like, maybe reacting, and then I would cut it to me, like, scripting it and saying point A, B, C, and D. Here's what happened in this 20-minute episode. But, yeah, I don't think a Nuzlocke, at least for me in the way I cut and edit and and am releasing these shows, I don't think a Nuzlocke is going to be is going to work for me or the way you overthink uh, it. you're not just you, you on, won't just roll into it and hope for the best yeah i mean like if if anything a nuzlocke would work for me on stream better than it would on on a on a let's play suit you know that that's true yeah you could just um like something like, something like that, do it once like, a week or whatever yeah like that's and that's the thing like when it comes to these let's play series it, it has to be something that i can play for an hour to an hour and a half once a week and get content out of right if i can't do that like, it's, like, doing a Let's Play series of, like, a long-ass RPG. Like, all right, maybe I can play... Maybe I, I can't play a, a an RPG one an hour a week and, and post something. I would need to play, like, several hours a week to, to post a Let's Play of that. Yeah, like, unless like, you were literally just playing, like, an hour a day and posting just that unedited hour, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Which then, at that point, like, might as well just stream it. Or, like... But, like, it's, say... If I wanted to do, like, a Super Mario Bros. Let's Play, like, I could probably record, like, yeah, I'm going to play Super Mario Bros. And see but you how hate, good I can get. But you hate the best games ever made, so you'll never do that. I I said Super Mario Bros., not Super Mario World. I thought you didn't like any of them. I thought you, like, I thought you just weren't a fan of the platforming. I, I mean, eh, not really, but I like the 3D ones more than I like the 2D ones. I'm, I'm more of a 3D. I, it, it, when it comes to gaming in general, if it's not 3D, I'm not going to like it. I'm most likely not going to have as much fun with it, at least. What a what a millennial! Look, there All are right. s- you guys are too. There, but I there are some like old school 2D games that I still rock, and like some like Stardew Valley, my favorite game of all time. One of my favorite games of all time is is a 2D top down isometric game. Like that's different it, though. Like the top down or an isometric stuff is just like that is a different style. It's not like a like a 2D platformer. Uh, but like even friggin' Hollow Knight is a two D game. It's fucking beautiful. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, Ori and the Blind Forest and Ori the Will of the Wisps. Okay, those 2D, those are good. Two D two D games. They're amazing. They're amazing games. But it's just like I and hey, give them it, credit. They're two and a half D. Uh, yeah, and, and maybe that that's more that what half I mean, does it for D. you. Like that that slightly addition to dimension does it for me. You're right. Like so, you just have Metroid, to play all of your two D games on a three DS from now on. Um, yeah, maybe, or just not play 2D games anymore. I don't know. I'm gonna do uh, Metroid Fusion soon. Cause oh, nice! I've been wanting to play. I've never pl- played that, so I, I play think that. Zero Mission is on the thing too, isn't it? No, uh, no, Zero Mission is that? 
I thought Zero Mission is Zero Mission. Zero Mission is like the the updated original Metroid, and it so like cause you never finished that right because of that one stupid section where like you were just fucked. Well, um, or did you yeah, eventually get back to finish it? No, I never finished the original um, Metroid because, and it wasn't because I was fucked. If I got to a point, it was because if you die, you have to spend twenty minutes or more just getting reprepared and re 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 repowered up and i didn't know how to get a metroid off of me i was having trouble and there was like no specific ice beam or anything if i remember correctly so like i just i since i wasn't i didn't want to spend the time to learn that segment to get to mother brain i was just like fuck this game but like it was also the same with like zelda 2 i played all of zelda 2 with the exception of the like getting to ganon and, and like beating the game because to do that in one life or in like three lives it is absolutely unreasonable. So your quitter is what you're saying. No, collision <laughs> detection in that game is fucking terrible. No, I I remember seeing you play that when you were trying to play it. Um, but yeah, zero zero mission is like the it's the Game Boy Advance remake of the the original Metroid, and it's like a legitimate remake. Like they changed a lot. Um, even the the Kraid fight, he is like the big monstery one from like. Super Metroid and even and Metroid Fusion. He's not the the weird little dude from the eight bit version. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they added a mission where um where Samus is in the the zero suit. Hence why Smash Brothers has zero suit Samus. Um, but like knowing that you hadn't like had a great experience with the original eight bit game, you might like that one more no, if, if I, you're in the mood for it. I had a decent experience with the original eight bit game until the end. That's the well. End that's what just, I mean. It's not worth it. It's not worth the frustration at the end and it's not worth taking that 20 plus minutes every time you die to refill your everything to go and die again and then spend 20 minutes to refill it all again yeah that's why that's why you play the one that's uh got quality of life from 20 years later yeah that's also uh, from 20 years ago that's not on the switch though oh okay oh you know what i must have actually been playing the game boy advance game yeah i mean fusion's on this so fusion came out on the switch months back and that's why that's I'm going to play that at some point. That's and a then that's a very good one too. There's a couple. There's um, Minish Cap is on the Switch, I believe, or Spirit also Tracks a great game. One or the other. A Spirit um, Tracks was a DS game, so it's it's Minish yeah. Cap. Um, I think the Oracle games might be on the or- Oracle game Boy. Time and Seasons. Yeah, those are on there, yep. I believe. And then and then um, what was what was the other one? Uh, the the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Uh, RPG is on there, which is amazing, and I want to play that again. So, but, like, there's a couple on there that, like, I will play and dedicate time to playing, but, like, generally, if if your game's not a 2.5D game, I'm probably not gonna... Unless I have severe nostalgia for it, like, I've been begging to get Vector Man on the Sega Genesis emulator. Like, I want Vector Man on there. I love that game. That game is fantastic. I also want any of the other Sonics on that fucking system. What's to on me, there now? Sonic 2, which I, I I may be the only person who thinks this, but I also didn't really play Sonic 2 a lot. Sonic 2 is my least favorite of the Sonic games on the Genesis. No, Sonic 2 is actually the best one. Sonic 3 was my favorite. And Sonic Sonic 3, but I di- again, I didn't have Sonic 2. We had Sonic 1 and we had Sonic 3. Sonic I, I mean honestly like like Sonic 1 and 2 are very good. I think Sonic 3 is is the worst of those. Um, it doesn't look very good, and it, it, I don't know. I, I didn't have a lot of fun with Sonic 3. I love Sonic 3. Be- because you played it as a child. Yeah. 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 
but you didn't play Sonic Two as a child, so no. your your entire view is skewed. So I like I don't know it as well, but it's also just in general the fucking Switch emulator just sucks. Like yeah, I haven't played sucks. many of the of the Sega games on there. I it's not even just it's all of them. I I was playing um what was I playing um uh a uh, Punch Out last week and like uh, the timing just is terrible. Like the timing to get like there's such input lag in in that in that emulator. Yeah, so, those, like, I was like, those I games wasn't... don't play well on modern screens. Is the problem? Yeah. Like and if then... if you're gonna play Punch Out, you like the best way to play Punch Out is to play it on an actual CRT. And then like yeah, most most of the uh, most of the <laughs> there's games that run worse on the emulator on Switch than they did in their actual cartridge version. Which is just awesome. I mean, yeah. like, I know at least the um, the NES and SNES emulators, like, they weren't even actually made by Nintendo. Nintendo yeah. just used open source emulators. Yeah. And, I look, here's, this is probably the hottest take. Most of the art style of most of the SNES games, I cannot stand. Yeah, that's a bad take. I, like, the art style, like, there's a lot of, I've tried, I've played in every, as far as I can remember, at one point or another, I've played or tried every one of the games that are available, or almost every one of the games that are available on the Switch Online uh, 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 expansion pass. And most of the SNES games have such a terrible art style that I just can't get it. I'm just like, this is, this looks bad. This just does I mean, like, not look There good. are plenty of games that did look bad, but the games that looked good still look good. Well, yeah, like, I'm not saying they look bad now. I'm just saying there are a lot of games on Switch, Switch's SNES, that just don't look good Well, and in general. To, like, a lot of the games that they've put on those emulators are also shit games. Yeah. Like, if you, like, look at the actual, like, good games, and they're the ones that look great. Like, the, the Mario games, the, um, the Zelda games, the Metroids, like, those games look good still. But, like... Yeah, random fucking game that Capcom released in 1992 on the SNES. No, that that game looks like shit because they they coded it in 15 minutes and then just fucking vomited out some pixel art. But um, anything else either you guys want to talk about? No. Now let's wrap. Was... Let's wrap this up. Then. I, I mean, I mean, do we want to discuss uh, Mickey Mouse? I mean, I don't. Do do you? I mean, he's he's public domain now. Steamboat Willie is public domain. I, I know, I know, but Mickey Mouse started in Steamboat Willie. So the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse, and in time, even Mickey Mouse in, in himself, within the next probably five years or so, will be public domain as well. But Steamboat Willie is public domain, and there is already one um, one horror video game coming out that's Steamboat Willie based. And I saw online that there might be a movie being made that's a horror Steamboat Willie game movie. Yeah, but I mean they did uh, that with Winnie just, the Pooh too, and that movie yeah, was apparently they did terrible. That. Yeah, but it's still it's like. I like it's funny now to me that like Disney's so big that they're not they they basically stopped trying to fight the release of their things become public domain because they're so big that it's cheaper for them just to let it go than it is for them to fight it anymore. Well no, like like this they they didn't fight. I would guarantee they'll push against Mickey in general going public domain. I I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know when it is officially that Mickey Mouse will be public domain. It should be within the next few years because Steamboat Willie was the first Mickey Mouse cartoon. Uh, yeah, Mickey but N- Nintendo has fought that like whole legislation for decades. 
and they keep getting like exemptions from it. So Mickey Mouse in general may not actually go public domain for quite a while or might not be scheduled to go public domain for quite a while. Because like even though Mickey is not as popular as he used to be, he's still like the face of Disney. Like they're not letting that go without a fight. Yeah. Like a stupid but, fight, but a, a fight nonetheless. But I just I love that um because Steamboat Willie was a public domain the um the channel on YouTube Corridor they just want their one of their most recent video was just an episode of Steamboat Willie or the episode of Steamboat Willie with Mickey Mouse, which is silly. It was like an eight minute long. It was weird, the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then yeah, like a lot of places are like this is a hundred percent within what we're allowed to do now that this property is uh um public domain. And right. I'm just I'm excited to see what comes from this. I really am. Shove it to Dis- shove it shove it to Disney at this be like fuck you guys. We're going <laughs> to use we're cuz it they they already pushed this back. I think it was like 15 years ago. They they added like 15 years to the timing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying before. Like they keep getting like court junctions and shit like that to delay their properties going public domain. Well, it, the, but like the the what they did, it wasn't just their properties; it was every property. Like they they worked. Oh yeah, with yeah. The government but to they did it the specifically for themselves. Like they, they didn't did give it a shit about anybody else. Yeah, no, yeah, they did it for themselves. But it was like all properties were no longer were like that were going to be public domain that year weren't, and then they're not. They stopped fighting it. They're not fighting because they just they they make too much money elsewhere, and it's not worth it to them. Like. How much money they're going to lose from their properties being public domain? Uh, Corridor did, uh, or might have been under Corridor Crew, um, one of their videos. Their like lawyer who actually owns them, or or like is like knows a lot about like property rights or 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 public dom- domain rights and 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 IP rights. Like he did a really good video about this whole situation. That like I'll have to I'll have to send to you guys at some point. It's 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 good one. It's I liked it and it's like him explaining like. Pretty much, yeah, they're not going to fight it anymore. It's not worth it to them. There's no point. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Man, fucking Disney, right? Yeah. But now, I think that is probably a show. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Well, next next week, we will have our next book club, which will be the final time loop episode where we talk about re slash member, whatever the fuck that's going to be. It was my pick, and I don't know. Um, sh- hopefully it's not terrible. Uh, but other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash one quest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of it helps. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash one quest online or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash one quest video. And you can always send us emails to social at one dash quest.com. Uh, Rich, what's your, your streaming? Uh, twitch.tv slash B underscore one. It's where I'm video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, Baldur's Gate and see if these for the foreseeable future. I'm hoping, hoping fingers crossed to have Baldur's Gate finished by the middle of this month so by like the 19th or 20th hoping to have it done like this month and then we can go on to more games other games other rpg and shenmue and whatever else 
but that's really all we're playing right now because Baldur's Gate uh, hates me. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, but with that, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.